What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And the lockout has begun. Yep, MLB players and MLB owners could not get it together, or their representatives couldn't get it together to put a new CBA into effect. And there is a lockout. There is no baseball activities going on, and it's kind of crazy. It's, uh, you know, Jamison Tyone, who is recovering from some ankle thing, right? He had an ankle issue. Now, because there is a lockout, he's not getting the same doctors or help that he was getting that were provided through the Yankees, which is kind of crazy. I, uh, and I, that was something I never really thought about. But he posted on Twitter something kind of funny saying, I'm on my own now and I should just take off the boot. <laughs> I guess he is in a cast. Um, and it, it's kind of wild that, that it's, <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, you know, it is a true lockout. Like <laughs> players can't go to the facilities to work out if they even do. I'm not even sure. Um, I'm sure maybe some guys take advantage of that. But this is the first lockout in like 26 years. You know they're going to get it together eventually. And there will be a season. It's not like there won't be. But... This was right in the flurry of uh, middle uh, a free agency. So many things going on. Teams signing people before the deadline. And Yankees apparently stayed pat. They just are waiting, supposedly, to see what's going to happen with the CBA. If there is going to be a new luxury tax threshold... And it's frustrated a lot of fans, myself included. I wanted Yankees to go out and get some big names, but this is the Hal generation. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. The, the Hal um, whatever regime <laughs> where it's about... The dollars, not about winning. It's about his profit. And yes, I can understand this is a business and you want to make as much money as possible, but it's also the entertainment business. You have got to keep the fans entertained and coming to the stadium. You know, Yankees are, are not going to lose uh, fans they are still a number one franchise in terms of that, that there's a big fan base. And there's people out there saying, for example, well, if you sign Correa, I'm not coming to any games. I'm not spending any money. And maybe there are some people who are like that. Uh, but I think there's a lot of other people who will say, all right, this is I, I root for the laundry. This is the team that I support. And... You know, that's that's what I'm going to keep continuing to do, even if I don't like this Correa signing, which 
I hate Korea. I really do. But I got to say, I'm not going to stop watching Yankee games or, you know, buying a Yankee shirt because it is uh, because he's on the team. Can't stand him, but I, I would support him if he's in a Yankee uniform. Hate to say it. It's kind of crazy to even think about it after the whole cheating scandal and how he was such a jerk about it. And also about his Derek Jeter comments, saying that Derek Jeter never should have won any gold gloves. Jeter, five-time gold glove winner. And that brought up a lot of talk about the, the all the new stats that they have now. And people saying, you know, people who support all these stats saying that Jeter was one of the worst short stop, defensive shortstops ever. And that's kind of crazy to me. And, I say, you know, some of these stats, I, the analytics, whatever you want to call it, I don't really, I haven't really read about, don't understand it exactly, but I don't know. Derek Jeter, is, is it trying to say that that patented in the hole jump, turn, and throw to first, would that have not been created if he was a better shortstop with more range? I don't know. I don't know. Might have to look into this. Mario, you're our analytics expert. <laughs> you are now. Uh, look into that, okay? Tell me all about that. <laughs> I want it broken down really simple that I can understand it. Uh, you know, between that and then, then there's that other thing that people are trying to um, put out there is, I saw this yesterday. I was like, are you kidding me? It's, what is it? Lowercase W, C, and a plus. I'm not even sure what that one is. <laughs> but they were trying to make a case that Joey Gallo is a better player than DJ LeMayu. And maybe with this crazy stat it is, but I don't think so. You know, DJ, off year last year. I want to really chalk it up to sports hernia that was affecting him all year and that he gritted through it. I hope that's the case because I hope he comes back and just proves everybody wrong about last year. Okay. Besides that, other things we need to talk about. Since our last episode, Yankees DFA'd which means designated for assignment, which means basically you're, they're getting rid of them unless they can find a trade partner within that specified time. And they had to do that to protect a lot of the prospects and put them on the 40-man um, the roster. It's another thing I I I think I've got that right. <laughs> I don't really I don't really like to get into all of that stuff. Um, but anyway, some of the like names that are you know guys you thought you would see forever in a Yankee uniform, like Tyler Wade, Tyler Wade gone, which you know he was like the the mascot, the Brian Cashman's pet. <laughs> Love that guy. I, I thought he was going to be a Yankee forever. He got DFA'd. He got signed by the Angels. B. 
big, another guy, really sad, Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier gone, uh, our favorite, our second favorite redhead <laughs> after my son. But, oh man, I really had such high hopes for Clint Frazier. Really thought he was going to be a big piece in whatever, the next you know, 10 years for the Yankees. Unfortunately not. He signed with the Chicago Cubs and really hope he can get that, um, the concussion symptoms uh, issues that he has been having and be successful. Seems like a good guy. Wish him all the best. Wish it would have been a, a, a very successful Yankee career, but that's not the case. You know, what's one thing that's telling is he follows seven people on Twitter and the only one who is a baseball uh, player, major league player, is Aaron Judge. So I wonder, I wonder what's up with that. You know, you'd think he would follow some of the other guys on the team, but Judge is the only one. So I guess that was, uh, I guess that was his buddy. All right, another guy, Ruggie Odor. Rugi Odor, I have to laugh because, uh, you know, the first time my mom told me the story of uh, when she found out about him, she was listening to John Sterling. I think, did I tell this? I think I told this already, but if maybe, maybe you missed one of the last episodes, but she thought she heard John Sterling say, Rudy Odor, and she goes, <laughs> she said to herself, oh, wow, sounds like a nice Irish boy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, I think that was right after she watched uh, the movie Rudy <laughs> about the guy at Notre Dame. Anyway, Ruggio Dor, uh, best cheerleader Yankees have had in a really long time. Um, he, did he sign somewhere else? Did I see? Yes, Baltimore. He is going to be on Baltimore. And um, I really wish he would have retired and the Yankees. Uh, make him the first base coach. I was I was telling my aunt about this because <laughs> we were we were texting about this and and saying that uh, you know he's got such great energy and wouldn't he be a great first base coach where guy gets the first base, Rugi gets you all fired up. <laughs> the guy was great at that. He's got spirit. I will miss him. Some other names: Greg Allen. Greg Allen gone. He came up for like a second with the Yankees when they had all those injuries. And he went, he went something like he was hitting 500 over 10 at bats. You know, <laughs> it was like five for 10, uh, was hustling, showed speed out there, stealing bases. Um, would have liked to have seen him stay up, but obviously Yankees had no faith in him. Andrew Velasquez, another guy gone. And I think he signed with the Angels as well. So he and Tyler Wade, can hang out. <laughs> uh, that was such a great story. Guy coming up uh, from the Bronx um, to play for the Yankees. It must have been such an amazing thrill for him. And, you know, he is an older player. You know, when he first came up, I thought he was like rookie. Thought he was really young. But, you know, he was 27 last year. Going to turn 28 this year. So it's, it's kind of like, well, uh, it's a good decision. Good decision, it seems. All right. Heaney, Andrew Heaney <laughs> and Kluber gone. 
two pitchers who had, you know, very, very, very mild success. Heaney, I think he only had one game where he pitched well against the Red Sox, so at least <laughs> that worked. At least that was a, a bright spot for him and a bright spot for me because I remember he, you know, obviously you always want Yankees to beat Boston, and uh, Heaney helped out in that one. Kluber, Kluber throws the no-hitter. That was really exciting. It was real. I remember uh, watching that game, and uh, it was it was <laughs> really amazing to see that uh, he signs with the Rays. Uh, I think it's a good choice that the Yankees let him go. Kind of, you know, injury history. You never know. Watch, he'll go to the Rays and, and pitch amazing. <laughs> Be like in Cy Young conversation. Uh, I hope not. Someone who the Yankees did not DFA, Gary Sanchez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, there's a lot of Gary Sanchez defenders out there. I am not one of them. <laughs> and these defenders say that he is, you know, offensively last year, he was in whatever stat it was, ranked third behind Judge and Stanton. And I don't know where these stats, these stats are coming from because the Gary Sanchez I saw was not a good player. You know, maybe he had some big, you know, he said he's had a couple of big home runs, a couple of big spots. He had a really good, like, May, I think. But that's it. Is that where those stats came from, May? Because uh, end of the year, I didn't see anything from him. All I saw was really bad defense, him losing games. Remember the game? How many? It was two pass balls uh, by him. And it was like another was a wild pitch. Uh, you know, to lose that game. I think, was it against Baltimore? Guy was on first, went to second, went to third, and then scored. Uh, the Yankees end up losing that game. Uh, you know, he costs a lot of runs. And I don't care uh, offensively about a catcher at this point. I want someone who can play defense. And Gary Sanchez cannot play defense. I don't want to hear anything otherwise. All these defenders. Now, I understand he is, you know, I understand that catching the catcher position right now in Major League Baseball is really slim. Yankees blew it, in my opinion. Uh, Jacob Stallings from Pittsburgh, who I didn't really know a lot about him, but I guess he won a gold glove that is someone I would have loved to seen a trade for. And I'll sacrifice the bat. If, some, if you can get a good catcher in there, you know, great defensively, and just, you know, offensively be sufficient, I'll take it. I will take it over this Gary Sanchez supposedly third in offense on the Yankees. Makes no sense to me. All right, we got a lot more to get to. We are going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. That commercial break was sponsored by nobody. <laughs> because commercials suck. I stole that one from The Minimalists. Uh, really great podcast, The Minimalists. Uh, they got two documentaries on Netflix. If you're looking to declutter or, or just minimalize your life with things, 
Go check them out. It's really, really good stuff on there. I like them. Anyway, <laughs> they say that in their uh, podcast. And since we don't have any sponsors, <laughs> it's fitting. Anyway, to finish my point about Gary Sanchez, I can understand the Yankees want to tender him a contract because he does have value in the major leagues because this slim market for catchers. So I I understand them saying we got to get something for him. He does have this value. We might as well sign him so that another team doesn't just sign him and we don't get anything. Obviously, with those, all those other people, uh, Yankees felt like they couldn't really get anything good, um, which is kind of surprising. Tyler Wade did have some moments last year. He had some. He had some good. Uh, he had some good streaks. Uh, you know, I talked about this a couple of podcasts ago that Aaron Boone. Or, or whoever, analytics, we won't even get into who's really running uh, the show. Um, with Tyler Wade, he was playing really well in like, end, I think it was end of July into August. And what happens? They sit him. <laughs> made no sense. Made no sense. It's like, what is the analytics telling you that? The guy, the guy was playing well for Tyler Wade. It, actually, me and, um, me and Rob, Rob Carbone, friend of the show, um, who I always say, go check out his podcast, which is back. BD4 is back. Very Knicks heavy right now, I believe, but go check him out. Um, we were talking back then that Tyler Wade had, I think, like the second highest batting average on the Yankees. He was like at 275 and maybe Judge was ahead of him or he might have even had the best. I don't even know. But... Um, it's, it's funny. Tyler Wade uh, felt like you could have gotten some value from him and maybe even Clint Frazier, maybe someone, you know, what if you would have had a package deal of Sanchez, Tyler Wade, Clint Frazier, uh, throw in some pitchers, some pro- pitching prospects, some low level guys and get this uh, Stallings from Pittsburgh to be the catcher. But no, I don't know. Uh, you know, you. I would. I would imagine these guys in the Yankees front office know more than me on this and their scouts. But I don't know. We can. We can dream, can't we? <laughs> All right. And one other thing before we get to the Mario Five. Yes, that's right. Triumphant return. Of the Mario 5, it's been way too long. Way, way, way too long. We've been, you know, few and far between with episodes and, you know, me yapping away about uh, all this stuff. It's, we've never had time for it. But it's back today. I'm stoked. Talking Yanks, which is John Boy and Jake, they had, well, at least their company had something about Aaron Hicks. And it said, "Don't ever, um, don't ever doubt or 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 dismiss Aaron Hicks' work ethic, because it was Chris, uh, Thanksgiving, and he was in where is he Dominican Republic playing, and they got bashed. They got bashed, and rightfully so, because yeah, Aaron Hicks 
you know, you're a professional baseball player. What are you going to be at Thanksgiving with your fam- with your family? You know, they're probably with him, number one. Number two, dude, you spent how many seasons with your family? <laughs> You've been home for a really long time. Go play baseball. It's not that much of a sacrifice to go play professional baseball on Thanksgiving. All right? So that was a bad take. Really bad take by those guys. I had to bring that up and... You know, Aaron Hicks, man, I hope they trade him. Do not want him and his injury-prone self patrolling center field for the Yankees because what's it going to be? Two weeks, a month until he gets hurt? You know, I like the guy. I think he's got really great potential. He hasn't put together a full season in I don't even know how long. Oh, yeah, that's that's my Aaron Hicks rant. Could probably go on forever with him. Anyway, one thing we need to do is look at what a potential 2022 lineup would look like. Wow, 2022, crazy. Here's what I got so far. This would be, this would be an ideal lineup. Batting first, playing second, DJ LeMayu. Now, number two is... Guy from Pittsburgh, who I've kind of read up a little bit on, kind of like seeing um, Brian Reynolds, Pittsburgh center fielder. Uh, I really like the guy. Switch hitter would really do well breaking up the lineup the way Joe Torre used to do it with a righty, lefty, righty switch type thing. You know, uh, still question marks. Don't really know a ton about the guy, but I just, uh, the highlights I've seen, I think he would really fit in well with this lineup. Third, Aaron Judge. I don't like Aaron Judge in the two spot. I know the analytics say that, but uh, I'm not an analytics guy. (laughs) Judge playing right field, batting third. Fourth, Stanton, D.H., Maybe you could run him out there in left field. He's kind of proven he's, he's decent in left field. I really think the Yankees need to upgrade at first base and go out and get Olsen from the A's. Although he sounds like, uh, the, it sounds like the A's want a lot. So I'm not sure that's really going to go through. And not sure the Yankees have uh, enough to give up that they would give up to send to the A's. Anthony Rizzo is another name that could slot in there at first. Or Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman just costs money. And I don't know how old he is, but, you know, great player. World Series champ with the Braves. Um, One of those guys would be great. You know, if Rizzo comes back, then uh, I'm okay with it. His defense is still really good. Put him, maybe a fifth would probably be good with him. I like Gio at third. I want to give him another shot. Everybody says he's regressed, but, uh, you know, as my brother uh, pointed out to me when I was, (laughs) I kind of said, get rid of Gio. That play in the last uh, weekend series against Tampa, when he goes running and into the um, into the dugout, 
that that was some hustle, and that just shows he's got heart. I would give him another sh- chance. You know, Gio has been a, a really great Yankee, and you know, uh, gotta gotta just gotta give him another chance. Okay, left field, batting seventh, Gallo, Joey Gallo. Hopefully, he is getting acclimated to New York and is going to have a, a great year. And he's great defensively. Guy won a Gold Glove. Really. Really spectacular defensive outfielder and put him seventh, less pressure, less pressure on him. And, you know, maybe he starts uh, putting bombs into right field uh, bleachers at Yankee Stadium. And then maybe you can move him up, but don't give him the pressure of like batting fourth in the playoffs. I think the guy just couldn't handle it. Okay. And the last two spots, eight, nine, flip flop them if you want. The catcher position, who we don't know, I would uh, probably take Higashioka at this point over Gary Sanchez. At least he is better defensively. And shortstop, you know, who knows? The Yankees could have a a big signing, whether it's, I hope it's not Correa. Um, Trevor Story, a little bit less uh, money option there. You know, maybe that's him. And the Yankees are trying to wait for Volpe. Big name, who's like a, you know, he's one of their, uh, like in, throughout baseball, throughout Major League Baseball, he is, he's like a, I think he's a top 10 prospect. I think I saw that. And then there's another guy, uh, Oswaldo, I can't remember his name, but those two. So, uh, you know, if you go with story, Maybe it's the type of thing where he slots over to third and you don't pay him as much of a big contract. Maybe you get two years out of him, then he moves over to third. I'm not sure. But um, besides that, they, you know, the names that have been thrown out there are a, what's his name, Kiner, Kiner, I want to say Falafel, but I know it's not that. Um, <laughs> he's from the Rangers. He's, he's like a shortstop. He also can catch. And play the outfield. Uh, he can't hit, but I guess his glove is amazing. And who's the other guy? I'm blanking on the other shortstop that has been thrown out there for the Yankees to get. Uh, oh, Simmons. Simmons, another great defender, not good offensively. I don't know where he is, but I think it would have to be a trade. So there's the options there, but that I think that's a solid lineup. If they could put that together... I think you got a really, really good lineup, but we shall see. You know, as I, I reached out to someone who uh, <laughs> was joking with Rob about insider information and um, the, the person, I won't give out the name of my source, thinks January the lockout will end. I asked if he thought it was going to be February. He thinks it's going to be January. Definitely not soon, as in this month, December. And, uh, you know, with, with the lockout, there is nothing going on. No free agent signings, obviously. No, no nothing. Teams just trying to see what's going to happen with the CBA and maybe the luxury tax increases. Maybe Hal says, okay, we're going to spend a little money. Um, you know, the, the most infuriating thing, and we'll end it, we'll, we'll end it on this and then get into the Mario five, the Mario five is that Hal 
Steinbrenner and Cashman both said shortstop is something we want to look at. And there was a lot of big names out there of shortstops. Um, they, you know, they, didn't, they never said they were going to spend. They said they could, <laughs> but it was never we're going to spend this year and get a, a, you know, a top of the line shortstop. They just said it's an area that needs to be addressed. So it's frustrating, frustrating because all those top names were out there like Seeger, and you know there's still still guys available uh like we said Correa story I oh, I hope they don't get Correa <laughs> I know he's great but oh I can't stand him okay well that's it guys we're going to take a quick break and we are going to be back with the Mario 5 stay tuned and now it is time for the Mario 5. That's right. The triumphant return of the Mario 5. And it's been a while. It has been a really long time. And I love this part of the show. Uh, and the only reason we haven't done it in so long is because we would talk too much about what was going on with the season because we were not doing shows as frequently. So it's back. And... It can't go, it can't, it, it can't have this happen again. We have got to do it more consistently and we will. And if you are new to the show and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> well, it is a show where our producer Mario gives me five words and I have to relate them back to the Yankees in some way. Sometimes it gets crazy. Sometimes it goes sideways. Uh, but we always get there. <laughs> we always get there. I think only once I was almost stumped. I think. Anyway, you could play along at home too. Have the word come out and uh, you could pause it and think, how are you going to get there? All right. Mario, without further ado, let's have the first word of the day. Scope. Scope. Hmm. Well, scope scope can mean a couple of different things. Yeah, a few a few different things. Scope on on a gun, on a rifle. You've got a scope. Uh, scope meaning um, like the scope of a project, like what it encompasses. Scope the uh, what is it? The mouthwash. <laughs> Anything else for scope? Uh, a scope like a doctor, all right? A doctor has a scope, right? Isn't that what the, what it's called with the with the light on it? Well, j- thinking about that, I was you know thinking about the Jameson Tyone story I told earlier about not having a team provided doctor, and he had to be on his own for his own rehab. That's kind of crazy. It really is crazy to me that. These guys all of a sudden lose their medical um, assistance. And it's kind of dangerous, too, because what if you are, you know, you really want to go see some doctor and it is team provided, but then I don't know, can they not um, be your doctor still? No, that, that shouldn't be, right? You, you would think that. They could still be your doctor. I guess it's, I guess it's out of pocket 
um, unless there is some sort of uh, these guys make so much money. I'm not sure they have health insurance, although I'm I'm sure that is uh, that is something that they would have anyway. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is interesting. Uh, it's a whole other side of this um, lockout thing that I have no clue about. And uh, like I was saying, it's been a really long time. So I wonder uh, what has happened in the past. Uh, there's got to be precedence for that. Because um, that was what? That was 94, right? Wasn't that the last? Well, that was a strike. I don't know if that was a, technically a lockout. What, uh, anyway, that's where I'm going with it. Medical. Uh, we want the medical scope route. And who else is... Uh, hurt on the Yankees that is receiving treatment. There's a bunch of guys. Zach Britton, not sure where he has he where he's at with his rehab. DJ LeMayu, he is probably recovering. I don't know if you have to do any physical therapy for that. Um let's see who else who else is there? I don't know, but it's it's interesting. Okay, let's move on. Mario, the next word, please. Switch. Switch. Well, one of the first things I think, well, besides Nintendo Switch, (laughs) I was thinking about how Glaber Torres switched from second base to shortstop and uh, pretty much a disaster if you look at the numbers to it. He did not perform well. Uh, he was, he doesn't have that, that like shortstop flexibility or range, you know. He had some nice plays. I, I, I don't think he was horrible at shortstop, but it wasn't good. The results were not good. And whether or not he was thinking too much about it and that suffered uh, his offense, if his offense suffered because of that, I don't know. Could be though, if you are thinking about that, if you you know you're playing second and you're just comfortable with that. Although, didn't he come over as a shortstop and he they switched him over to second? Like originally, I think he was in the was Cubs organization, right? Is that where he came from? Anyway, that switch was not good. Did not like it, um, and hopefully, he is well. Hopefully the Yankees get a top-of-the-line shortstop as they wait for these prospects. And DJ LeMayu goes back to second. Uh, I, I really like him at that position. But, you know, as my – I was texting with my brother, Roger, and he said, you know, he wanted to see that Yankees getting a shortstop and then having – Three players in uh, share two positions being DJ, Geo, and Glaber sharing second base and third base. And, and maybe even short, you know, if, uh, you know, who depends on who they get as shortstop, needs to take a day off. Geo can slot over there and was pretty good, pretty good at shortstop. Uh, it would have been interesting if the Yankees would have switched Geo over to shortstop. Instead of Glaber, how the year would have panned out, who knows. 
All right, the next word. Arm, arm. Well, man, that's that's one we could go several different ways with. Trying to think who is for. I, was, I guess I'm on an injury track because I'm thinking who has an arm injury. Well, someone who had an arm injury having TJ surgery was Luis Severino, and he's going to be back and. He, he was a powerful weapon late in the season when he came back and was only pitching one or two innings. I think that's the most. Did he go a third in any games? I'm not sure. But having a guy like him come and just start blowing people away, that was pretty good. Makes you think, should he switch to the reliever role? And, you know, granted, starters are more valuable than closers to Major League Baseball. So it's more critical that he is there. But look at Mariano Rivera. He was a starter. He was a failed starter and becomes the greatest closer of all time. Maybe that's a route they have to look in. I do like the opportunity of Jonathan Loisaga going into closer. He just needs uh, you know, a little bit more... Um, a little bit more experience, and I think it's I think it's coming. He's he's really good pitcher. He is is turning out to be someone special. I think, but I actually thought Chapman was done. I thought he was becoming a free agent this year, but they they still have one more year left with him, and the way he has gone down in performances. Uh, not sure what's going to happen with him. I'm sure he's going to start as the star, as the closer, but I think he's more got to be slotted to a setup man. I don't, I, you know, he's not as good as he was. He is slipping. Some say, you know, he probably had maybe one clean inning the whole year. You know, used to, you know, my aunt, I would get a text message from her with the, um, <laughs> the emoji with the screaming face whenever he came in, we both would be going back and forth going, oh my God, Chapman's coming in. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I swear, I think there was only one clean inning last year. Would love to get the stats on that, but he's scary. He's shaky in there. Don't trust him at all. So I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe Sevy has to go in there. That would be something interesting, but you need, then you need more starters, which you always do. But something to think about, Brian Cashman, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> All right, Mario, the next word, please. Alive. Well, I think of Pearl Jam when I think of Alive, one of the greatest songs ever. And besides that, you know, well, one of the things, uh, Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam lead singer, is a Cubs fan. And... Clint Frazier went to the Cubs. Uh, wish him well, uh, as, as I keep talking about. He, you know, really, really bummed he uh, did not become a, a top star on the Yankees. That's really sad. Um, let's see. You know, the other thing is, the other thing I don't like is that Eddie Vedder said that his second team when he was a kid growing up was the Red Sox. And I'm like, oh, man, you're killing me. I can't believe it. I, I, you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> I struggled with it. Still don't like that, but you know, who knows how much, you know, 
as a kid, I liked, you know, I used to like Chicago White Sox too. Uh, you know, who else? The Padres. Well, Padres I like because of Greg Nettles. But speaking of the Red Sox, I have no idea what their team's going to be like this year. They just made a trade. They got Jackie Bradley Jr. back, and they had traded Hunter Renfro, who was a really solid player. And I was reading when they made that announcement on Twitter, and the Red Sox fans were going crazy, saying it was the worst deal ever. So I hope it is. <laughs> oh, don't know what's going to happen with the Red Sox this year. I hope they do not play well. I hope they... Uh, uh, you know, or in last place, as always, I root for that. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, that GM, everybody loves that GM. And, you know, last year, everybody thought they were going to falter and fail. And they did not. They they lost uh, being in first place and had to do the wild card route, as we know. But they played pretty well and, and went, you know, pretty far into the playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see. Always, there always seemed to be around, except that one year where they were horrible, and that was great. <laughs> Although it is great to have a rivalry with the Yankees when both teams are playing well, as long as the Yankees win. <laughs> All right, Mario. We got this. Wow, this is fast. This is the the we're up to the last word. All right, let's see it. Scatter. Scatter. Well. I start to think about those spray charts, you know, scattering the baseball around the field. Those are pretty cool. They, they have like the color charts of where a player hits in the field and you can see where they pull the ball predominantly or whatever. And, you know, it's got to be the big, it's obviously the big basis of uh, analytics and the shift, you know, these, these MLB uh, analysts, <laughs> the MLB um, analytics nerds, as uh, some people refer to them, that goes into the computer. You know, the, I was just thinking about analytics and something that occurred to me was you are, you know, and I understand it's all about percentages and trying to play these percentages and, uh, you know, come up with the best um, scenario of what is going to happen. But, you know, in terms of like a pitcher bringing in a pitcher or a, you know, pinch hitter or, you know, any of these things that can come up is you are relying on the computer to spit out what is going to be perfect, but it's, you know, <laughs> life isn't perfect. Baseball isn't perfect. And these things, I guess that, you know, it works out, uh, for the most part on things, but a lot of times it doesn't. Well, that's a, <laughs> that was a contradicting statement. I think, I guess you have to say for the most, it works out the majority of the times. Seems like for the Yankees, it doesn't. <laughs> they are that other percentage, but it goes back to the feel for the game or the analytics of the game. And I have always been saying since analytics came in that I think you need both. I think you need to have a feel for the game and uh, have go with a hunch, go with your gut. It won't happen. It won't happen. We are in a new age of analytics, but 
the point I was thinking about was you are having a computer determine your outcome and what way you're going to go with, but, you know, people are not computers. And, you know, to say this guy's going to do this the majority of the time and then say, well, you know, that's what we're going with. But what happens when the human element comes and, uh, you know, they're watching a guy in a bull in doing a bullpen session that day and he looks terrible, doesn't have a feel for the ball, you know, and they still will, will go with him. That is the way analytics is. I think you have to go against it when you've got a feeling or you've seen someone, maybe during batting practice, you're like this guy, you know, who's a bench player, let's say, and he's going to come off the bench and, uh, and pinch hit or somebody's not in the game. And you're just like, he's, he just doesn't look good today. I don't want to go with him. I'm going to go do something different. But then you have to answer for that. That's the thing. They have got to say to, you know, and I don't even know, we talk about how Aaron Boone really isn't running the team. It is the analytics and Cashman, etc. And you've got to answer for your decision. And I doubt that there's a manager out there unless he's really experienced and uh, and they and he's got control like that where they'll be okay with it. Anybody else is probably going to get ripped apart. So it's it's interesting. It is interesting and frustrating too. Uh, sometimes we can look at this and be like, why is he going with this guy in this situation? And, you know, with the Dodgers in the World Series, that didn't work out a couple of times where they went with a guy and he was overpitched. And I don't know why that element doesn't come into it, but I guess it's that live and die by analytics. So that's it. We got there, guys. That is the Mario 5 and its triumphant return. And, you know, with Christmas coming, we should. What, what if we, like, made a game, Mario? This would be great. A Christmas, <laughs> Christmas present, the Mario 5 game. I don't know what it would be, but it is Christmas time, holiday season. So it would be kind of fun. Oh, you know, speaking of that, I want, you know, we do not. We do not get paid. We do not have advertisers right now, though we would take them. <laughs> but it was Mario's birthday recently, and we got him a Subway Tiles T-shirt. And I gotta say, it is it is such an amazing design. It is they did it. They collaborated with this artist, and it is a takeoff on the Subway Tiles, and it is a Bronx Bombers, and they have the Bronx written out and then they've got this mosaic tile design of a like bomber plane like back in like World War II I guess and it's an awesome design I love it and I said I got to get that for Mario number 1 because it's super cool best best yankee shirt you could ever buy I swear I need to get one and subway tile t-shirts they are so the guy who runs it's so awesome Really, really cool guy. And the other reason is the shirts are so soft. They're like one of the best t-shirt materials ever. So go buy everyone on your list. 
<laughs> one of those shirts, even if they're not a Yankee fan, get them one of those or another that, you know, they have all the subway stop stations uh, that you can get. Really, really awesome company. Go and support them. All right, guys, that is it. We will end it there and we will talk to you soon. And as we always say, let's go Yankees.